ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Talking to the Dolphin Fika podcast, episode number 316. Uh, with me tonight, let 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 me introduce first our our, our my my cohorts, my partners in crime next to me, Cristiano Oliveira. What's going on, everybody? And up north, up in the Great White North, the the better looking. Uh, I never get tired of saying that. The better looking Oliveira, Dave the Oliveira. I don't know if Cristiano approves or not. But, no, my uh, mom definitely does not approve. Every time she listens know, to the podcast each week, she just she looks down at Alfredo. Your mom listens to the podcast every week. Every week. And she's not she, a fan, but she's my uh, one. She's my number one listener. My one and only. Good, but <laughs> yeah, good, good to be on. Yeah, good, good. To be on tonight. Awesome. Uh, on tonight's podcast, uh, we'll we'll try to keep it lively. Uh, I know it's been uh, it's been a rough week or a, f- a rough uh, few days for for Benfica fans. If you uh, have been keeping up, and of course you have, uh, but uh, here's what we have on the menu. We will uh, look back at the Dinamo Zagreb game in Croatia last Thursday that Benfica lost, uh, first leg of the Europa League uh, uh, round of 16. Uh, we'll also look. Back at the Bulnitz game, which happened this past Monday, yesterday, as we record this, we'll look ahead to the second leg of the Dinos Zagreb this Thursday at Stade de Luz, and we will look at this weekend's game uh, at Moreira do Conch against Moreirense, and that game uh, uh, precedes the international break, a much-needed break, I think, for uh, Laj and his, uh, and his troops, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, let's get into this Zagreb game. Uh, I'll give you the lineup, and we won't spend too much time on it, but uh, I'll give you the lineup real quick. Flaco Limos in goal, uh, Corsia, Diaz, Ferro, Grimaldo across the back, Gabriel and Florentino in the middle, Jetson and Krovinovic on the sides of the midfield. I don't know if you could call them wingers, really. Uh, Seferovic and João Felix up front. Um, Dave, I, I got to tell you, uh, I you, you you usually send me an email with some stats and, and recaps and some comments of yours, but but yeah, you you're absolutely right. Benfica playing with no wingers, Grovinovic and Jetson, and I think that's one of the biggest problems, perhaps, of this game, uh, along with with uh, a few others, is that uh, both Jetson and Grovinovic are still trying to, to find some comfort in the system that Laj plays. Uh, Krovinovic is a guy that plays on the interior, he plays in the middle, and Jetson is also a guy that plays uh, as a number eight. So being on the wings, I don't know if they uh, knew too much what to do. Yeah, it's an unfortunate uh, circumstance for both of these uh, guys. When I first saw the lineup introduced, I thought we would have played with a, a diamond shape in the in the uh, midfield with uh, Krovinovic up top, uh, Gabriel Jetson controlling the uh, middle and Ferro, or not Ferro, um, Florentino, sorry, uh, controlling more of the center defensive uh, midfield. Uh, but uh, instead we had uh, Krovinovic and uh, Jetson playing the wings, which are naturally not their position. You could tell that uh, they were really struggling out there. Uh, and uh, Krovinovic is not the same type of player that he was pre-ACL uh tournament this uh is only his first start since uh december uh did you say acl tournament 
ACL tournament, ACL tear, tear. But uh, yeah, he's. You can tell that he's not uh, up to form yet, and uh, he really doesn't have a, a spot. And the wing is not his position. So I would have liked to have seen him play as uh, more of a, a center attacking uh, midfielder. But uh, yeah, no true wingers in this game. And um, I guess Bruno Lage, uh, European big balls tour continues in Zagreb when he puts a, a, a midfield construction like that. Yeah, Christian, what do you what do you make of this uh, of this Benfica performance of uh, Croatia? Do you think that Benfica perhaps uh, uh, undervalued Zagreb? Uh, can you chalk it off as uh, an uninspired performance, one of a kind? What, what do you make of this performance by Benfica in Croatia? I think it was a combination of uh, of things. I think obviously all the things you just mentioned uh, would definitely played a factor in this game. But to me, I think ultimately, man, it's it's it was one of those games. They were coming off a tremendous high, going to the Dragon, winning that game. I don't want to say they underestimated Zagreb, but obviously these players were confident. They think that they're top of the world. They just need to show up and they're going to win games. Uh, and and it was just a huge letdown. I think the high that they were riding and in going into that game was something that maybe Lodge could have managed a little bit better. But then again, he did uh, have in, make a, much, a bunch of changes. Um, he had some guys, as Dave mentioned, playing out of position. He figured it was enough to at least get a draw on the road and, and you know, thinking about coming back home with the lose with a positive result in order to, you know, obviously advance uh, come this Thursday. It, it was by far the worst game we've seen under uh, this new coaching staff, Bruno Lodge. Yeah. Um, the team couldn't string five passes together. Krovinovic, I don't understand uh, how the hell the guy lasted even 90 minutes. I thought he was atrocious. I know uh, you're going to have to give him a pass because he has not been playing. He's out of rhythm, and I get all that. But to me, I thought Lodge should have seen that because if I could see it from my couch, I say this here all the time. <laughs> if I could see it from my couch, I don't know how the hell you cannot see it from the sideline. I thought that you know, in the 60th minute or whatever, get him out of the game. I thought every time he touched the ball, he took, you know, one too many touches. He took too long to get the ball moving. Uh, Servi came in, and yes, his defensive effort is never in doubt. Uh, you can never question his his effort on the defensive side of the ball. But again, another guy that could not string a pass together. He was absolutely atrocious. It was one of those games that you just want to chalk up and forget about. I mean, we, we talked about these games, I did at least, a lot under the Rui Vitoria uh, <laughs> guidance and where I said, look, it's one of these games. We got the one nothing result. Let's just move on. Let's forget about it. Like there's nothing positive to talk, talk about. And I, I feel that there was the same situation here going into Zagreb, a team that Benfica on paper, at least should absolutely be. And they just put in a subpar performance um, and it wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. And then obviously culminating with what we saw a couple of days later, but we'll get into that in a couple of minutes. But it, it just it was very disheartening to see the performance by um, this team, especially after having such a convincing victory over the Dragon and getting a magnificent three points. Um, I expected better. Yeah, no, uh, look, absolutely. I think that uh, Benfica, albeit uh, dominating the the possession and and really seemed in somewhat control of the game, uh, you know, as far as the defensive effort, I think that. Well, probably at the end of the game, we could have probably uh, given up another goal. We were we were fortunate to uh, come out of there with just one nothing. And and look, one nothing uh, deficit is is completely manageable at Stade de Luz. Uh, but the thing is that the way you played against this team in Zagreb, now you bring it to Stade de Luz, and this is a team that only lost one game uh, in the whole uh, in the whole UEFA uh, Europa League campaign so far. And uh, in the group stages, they did not lose one game. They only lost to uh, uh, 
uh, and I forget who it was now. Uh, I want to say Genk, maybe no, no lot, Pleasant, Pleasant, Pleasant. Yeah, 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 they yeah. they lost to Pleasant in the last uh, Pleasant round. Pleasant wasn't of, so pleasant with them. Is that what Pleasant you're wasn't so pleasant, but yeah, they lost to, to Pleasant away. Uh, but other than that, this is a team that's uh, that's solid. Uh, that's been solid this uh, this European uh, league uh, campaign. Look, don't get me wrong. I expect Benfica on Thursday to win the game three three four nil. I expect them to advance. I think Benfica has the caliber of team to, to obviously advance into the next uh, round of the of the Europa League, but it doesn't take away the fact that they played a terrible game um, in yeah. Zagreb. I think that's, to me, um, the worrisome part is that you see that performance and in leading into the Valencia's game. And again, I, I kind of give them, you know, kind of contradicting myself, but I give them a pass because obviously the high was... The, the, the intensity level was going to drop, especially coming from a game at the Dragon to a game in Europa League where you do have some leeway where, you know, if you drop the, the you know, if you lose the game 1-0, it's not the end of the world because mm -hmm. you have the ability to come home and make up the, the scoreline at home and still advance. But st it was the way that the team played more so than a result that, 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 that upset me. They've really created nothing with the exception of the one chance by Grimaldo in the seventh minute. They created nothing the rest of the game. There was absolutely none of that beautiful football that we've grown that we've grown so accustomed to watching under Brun Lodge. There was none of that. Um, it was, and again, it just knucklehead plays up and down the field. The penalty, the decision by um, Ruben Diaz to go in, balls to the wall, in the box. I mean, you Maybe have to be that. smarter than that. And it's just, it's those those comedy of errors. Um, that 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 really get me upset about a performance like that. You lose a game where you play well, but sometimes you understand you're on the road. Other teams are gonna have a favorable result on their favor, and it just it was none of that. It was none of that. The team looked like they were absolutely lost. I mean, if you didn't know that that was Benfica, if you had no idea that that was the team that went into the Dragon and played a very good game at the Dragon, came away with a very impressive three points, being down a man was able to defend and hold the result, come away victorious, and then. To see him a few days later against a team that's inferior to Football Club do Porto, and then you see that performance, it was just a huge letdown. Yeah, look, we can't we can't forget uh, that uh, Seferovic uh, also went down injured too, so that also right. takes away one of your striking options up top. So that uh, just leaves João Felix up there, and if Z uh, Zagreb uh, knows anything about João Felix, uh, they're, they're just gonna man mark uh, João Felix and take away our only other uh, attacking. Uh, uh striker yep. yeah option right so uh though like we've said we they we controlled possession of the game 66 to uh, 34 but real really no uh shots on target two on target and no real uh chance creations uh especially after uh Seferovic, uh, goes out injured in the 30th minute yeah but Dave, my, my thing is even before Seferovic got hurt they didn't create anything you know what I mean? Like, even with him on the pitch, Benfica yeah. was not threatening. It didn't look like it was going to threaten at any point. And I understand, you know, to have that guy up top and and hold off defenders and, you know, say what you want about Sferovic. The guy is tremendous. He puts in his work every day and he pressures the ball and, he, you know, he forces teams to turn over the ball, which is, you know, helps the team defensively. But, again, they weren't creating anything. Sferovic, for the last couple of weeks, looked like, um, he was already, you know, exhausted because he's been mm -hmm. playing crazy amount of minutes. Maybe this injury is the best thing for him. Maybe he gets to 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 relax and he gets to rest and he gets to to you know. At this point, you're never going to be 100, percent but he's going to get as close to 100 percent as possible. Um, so this might be a blessing. 
but it just the whole game with him on the field, without him on the field, it wasn't it wasn't pretty at all. Yeah, I think that uh, out of the game, uh, losing Seferovic was probably the worst thing that can happen to yeah. us because, as we mentioned, one nothing is one nothing deficit is definitely well, the two nothing. If they would have had that, if they would have put away that chance, right? right. Very, and that, that would have been that's complicated. But aside from that, I mean, obviously, like, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're 100 correct. The, mm -hmm. the worrisome part is this Fedovic's injury because the one nothing uh, deficit. I do think Benfica will be able to, uh, be able to overturn that at the start yeah. of the lose. But the Sefedovic injury, uh, we're a little lucky as well because there's two games, and as you mentioned before, you get the international break coming up after Sunday. If and we'll we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute, but yeah. Fast forward to uh, to this past. No, uh, no, I don't want to fast forward. I asked you guys a question five minutes ago, and none of you have answered the question. What the hell was Ruben Diaz thinking when he goes in balls to the wall? I mean, come on, he's got to be smarter than that. <laughs> what's what's Ruben Diaz been uh, thinking uh, for the past three, four, five weeks? Maybe maybe it, his his it, model it, girlfriend, according it, yeah. to a record. Model and I mean, uh, to singer. Be fair, that is model that, and singer. That that is she that is, is pretty hot. That is a pretty good distraction, though. I can't believe that Just well, we'll, we'll get into that. I mean, you can't be on the field though and thinking about that hot piece of, you know, <laughs> it's just maybe I mean, maybe she you? was behind the net. I don't no, think she was behind the net. I don't too. think I've ever I don't think I've ever played a game and actually was like thinking about chicks. No, so, I don't know. I no, that that's people will will joke and and they'll they'll oh, say they, that type of stuff. They but flooded her Instagram account. They, they sure did. They flooded their Instagram. But anyway, can we fast forward now? So so your answer is his girlfriend? What's your I answer? don't know, dude. It's it, look, uh, the thing that Ruben is that you have to understand is that it, even though he's been an undisputed starter this season, he's still 21 years old, and 21 years old for a center back that's young. Uh, it takes a very special talent uh, of a player to be that young and to be that dominating. I mean, we're we're talking about a select few in the world, uh, delight. For example, delight, 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 Varan. Varan. Uh, those Look, those are special guys. So you in know, other words, you're saying Ruben Diaz has one speed, and that's just brutal. <laughs> There's no other speed. There's no in between. It's brutal 24-7. Look, because that's what it looks like. And I love him. And you know, I came out here and I praised him because he convinced me. Same thing like Federer's. Though. I never anticipated Federer will be as good as he is with his feet ever, 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 ever. I mean, if I would have had $10 in my bank account and you would have asked me if I would have, I would have lost it. But good thing I don't have $10 in my bank account. But Ruben Diaz physically you could tell the guy belongs but it seems like he's regressed rather than progressed with the ball at his feet yeah look i i think that sometimes he suffers from overconfidence too uh so running someone over is overconfident it, it, it could be uh look i i just thought that there was rushed there's some decisions by him that are still very rushed which which shows uh, signs of immaturity i think uh, and look it's it's expected and even though he's been uh, an undisputed starter all season this season for benfica uh, you still got to remember that he's 21 years old. He's not a guy that has has, got, has been trialed and, and has put experience under his belt that knows how to approach situations, that knows how to control uh, his emotions, to his, control his physicality. His physicality was something that we had problems with last season. Yeah, but it was like a elbow here, <laughs> a karate kid kick here. It, it wasn't these in the... I mean, you, you just... Again, I still think I still think he, 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 he you know he's he's gonna have a tremendous career ahead of him. So here, but you have to be smarter. You have to pick and choose. And when you make that mistake, that's just amateurish, bro. But, but that's here, the type of thing that I expect on a Sunday league when I go play. Yeah, but here's something else that I throw at you, right? Uh, 
you got a, a very young center back pairing in which of which he is the veteran yes. if you want to call it right so he's probably missing a bit of of the calming presence uh in an older player in a guy that settles him that settles them down a guy in Jardel, a guy at Luizon when Luizon was playing uh, i don't know i just it, it just sometimes he so needs he, a little bit of guidance uh, you tell him <laughs> Again, I could keep going back and forth because I think at 21, you should be smart enough to know you're in the box. You're going to run the guy over. You have to be smarter than that. Yeah. I don't care if Luis always next to you, Jardel, your mama, your grandmama. You need to be smarter than that and have to kind of pull back the horses a little bit. Make your it. presence felt. But when you make a tackle, a reckless tackle like that, I mean, it wasn't reckless. I mean, you didn't exactly kill him, but he ran the guy over. When you make an entrada like that, you have to be smarter. You have to understand where you're at on the field and that this could have, you know, terrible effect, in which they I did. Benfica lost the game 1-0, which that was a terrible penalty, by the way. That was right over Blanco Dimas. But, yeah, I just – look, Ruben, still love you. You're my man. Come on. Who's that? Can we fast forward or not? You no, ready to go? Who's that? Who's <laughs> All right. Uh, so fast forward to uh, this Monday where Benfica, uh, after uh, getting that uh, Croatia trip uh, behind their back and, and people thinking, all right, well, th this is done and over. We can't possibly have uh, uh, a couple of bad games, said Ruben Diaz. And uh, well, then we play uh, Berlin, such that lose this past uh, Monday. I'll give you the lineup. Lacodemus was in goal. Almeida was back at right back. Diaz and Ferro, the center back pairing. Grimaldo at left back. Uh, Florentino. Uh, filling in for Gabriel, who had been suspended after picking up that red card at the Dragão. Samaris was next to him. Pizzi and Rafa on the sides of the midfield. Jean Felix and Jonas. Jonas coming in for the Seferovic, uh, who was uh, injured. Uh, so, um, as we mentioned, we don't know what kind of uh, uh, timing is as far as his injury. I heard that he's maybe able to go against Murenins, but I think that might be too soon. Uh, but we shall see. I so would hold him out. Going back to what I was trying to say before, but I don't want to jump the gun like I always do. But I would absolutely hold him out because you do have a two-week break in between yeah. because of international don't break. rush. So why not make sure this guy is 100% because you see Benfica is a totally different team when he's on the pitch pressing and causing all the havoc that he is. I think that if I'm Benfica, I might not play Jonas on Thursday against Zagreb for the second leg. You might I not. might not play. Yeah, because you Jonas is not going to be able to play three games in a week. Yeah. Monday, Thursday, Sunday. I just think it might be a little bit too much because at the end of the day, I want to keep my other striker healthy as well. I don't want to have two guys now, you know, in the chicken coop resting injuries. So I, I might not play Jonas. I might actually give. Uh, we'll talk Jota. about that when we do the Morenes preview. But Thursday, oh, but stop okay. I'm just we're talking about okay, yeah. Sferovic, and so I just I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah. So uh, um, a game where uh, look, Bolinas has, has been having a really good uh, season this season. They already had beaten uh, Benfica, uh, actually tied Benfica two two. Uh, was it two two in the first round? Two nothing. In the very uh, next game, they lose 2-0. I would like to permanently de delete uh, all those memories with Rui Vitória of this season. Of uh, this season. Out of out of my head. So the one nothing victory at the Ladrão, you want to erase that? Yeah, for sure. 
can, I mean, not at the level. I was at the lose. At the level, can we now. get uh, can we get one of those uh, men in black flashes to uh, just wipe that? Uh, well, watch out! Watch out about the light, though, because remember. Yeah, the light. The light. The light caused this whole problem in the first place. So <laughs> we can't trust stay, the light. You're right. Stay away from the light. You're right. So, uh, uh, Bullens game in a, in a first half that that really, uh, I was a little bit frustrated in the first half, right? Because. Um, Benfica was just going through the motions. There was no pace. Uh, and then you got Rafa wasting opportunities, man. And and when you waste opportunities like that, you kind of open yourself uh, to, to suffer goals. And even though Bolnes wasn't really doing much, most of that they were doing was defending uh, with two defined lines of five and four uh, behind the ball. Uh, most of the time they were just compact defending. Mefica didn't ha really have answers uh, to break down that defense. They needed to get some more pace up front. They needed to be sharper with their passes in the final third. And uh, Benfica just really couldn't do that and really couldn't uh, couldn't break through. So it was, I was a little bit frustrated with that first half. I thought, I don't know, you guys let me know what you think. I thought a lot of that had to do with Lunes. I thought Lunes did a good job defending. They were able to... When they did have the ball, they were able to touch it. I know it was meaningless possession because they weren't really even going past midfield with the exception of a couple of chances they had early on, which was really um, nothing that dangerous for Vlaco Dimas. And we'll get to Vlaco Dimas. Trust me, we'll get to Vlaco. Uh, but I thought that they did a good job of having Benfica chase them down and chase the ball around. And I, you know, and, and Benfica was never able to get into a rhythm because, as I mentioned, they touched the ball around and all in their half. But it just made Benfica play a little bit of monkey in the middle uh, for, for certain periods of the game there yeah. in the first half. And sometimes you have to tip your cap and you have to give the opposition credit. Normally, we're accustomed to seeing teams come at their side of the lose and it's defensive lines, as you mentioned, four, five, six, seven. And sometimes they just all line up in front of the box. And then every chance they get an opportunity to get the ball, they put the bumbu pa frente a Rivitoria style. And. They did not do that. They actually tried to come out the back and play. They would play. Their defensive line was actually very deep. Nuno Coelho was the last man because he was able to open up space and get the ball and just touch it side to side and rotate the ball and rotate. And Benfica just did a lot of chasing, which I think that caused Benfica not to get into a rhythm. Yeah, could be. No, I, I completely understand uh, because usually Benfica gets in their rhythm and then they counter press, they get the ball back and they go back on the offensive. And the fact that Bolinas had those those pockets of possession that frustrated Benfica uh, is enough to break up the rhythm. I, yeah. uh, you I, I to, thought I thought something. I thought as far as Sila's and Bolinas' game plan in the first half, I thought it worked to perfection. I thought they were excellent. And again, I hate to see it be, you know, uh, against my my team, but again, they played well. Um, and kudos to them. Second half was a little bit different. Benfica was able to come out, would apply a little bit more pressure. And obviously, Jonas, that's what makes Jonas so spectacular. The guy gets one chance, it's in the back of the net. Um, he's special. The yeah. guy valuing you. Um, and he was able to give Benfica a little bit of breathing room, but yeah, it, it, it changed a little bit due to the pressure that Benfica came in in the second half. Yeah, so the second half, a lot better by Benfica, some more uh, sense of urgency, if you will, in their play in the second half. And, and as Cristiano, Cristiano mentioned, uh, Jonas got us on the board when we really were frustrated, at least as watching the game. I was frustrated that Benfica really couldn't get past this Bolnes game. But in the 56 minutes, Jonas won nothing. And then seven minutes later, Samaris uh, putting us up to nothing. And, at, and Cristiano, at this point, to nothing, I felt, well, Bolnes, all they're doing is defending. Bolnes is going to have to come out. Benfica will then 
uh, get back to their game and, and put a couple more in. Uh, but really, uh, 2 nothing wasn't really that safe. That's safe to say. And then we have uh, in the 68th minute, which was five minutes after we scored the second goal, we got something. I, I, Out of all my years watching football, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that from a goalie. Just opening up their arms, controlling the ball, and the ball finding itself See, in the back I of thought, the net. I thought the 2 nothing lead was, was a safe lead. I thought at that point Benfica was going to put the game away. I thought the game was over. And then obviously Vlacodimos, and here we go to the Vlacodimos part, he gives them an absolute gift. Um, I don't understand what he was thinking. I understand, look, these guys are human. They're going to make mistakes. But I think when you're playing at this level, when you're a team like Benfica, you're playing on the Greek national team, you have obviously you, your schooling came up you know, in Germany. You have to know your position. You have to know your angles. How in the world he was not aware of where he was in his box Right. And to me, as I've stated to multiple people, I've been irritated. This is absolutely messed up my week, not just yesterday, but it's messed up my week because to me makes absolutely no sense as to why he doesn't grab that ball. That ball is face high. And the time Slow. that he took to bring his arms out, to bring his arms way behind his back, like, oh, I'm letting it go. He could have just grabbed it. We're not a small club wasting time letting the ball go <laughs> out of bounds. Grab yep. the freaking ball. This play the safe bet. I don't understand what Delhi was thinking. It was a cross into the box. Everybody assumed Vlacodim was going to get it or it was going to go. Obviously, Vlacodim assumed it was going out. And that was an absolute gift to Bulens. And I tell you, when that went in, I just had this, this feeling in my gut. It, it, it was an uneasy feeling. And I did not foresee Bulens tying this game. But at that moment, I felt like, okay, this is going to give Valencia some life. This is going to allow them to believe that possibly, you know, if they get a, a good counter, that they could still get on the board here and get a point at the start of the lose. And if anything, it leaves the game open at that moment. I thought that was an absolute gift from Vlacodimos only to then a few minutes later. Benfica was in a generous move, uh, mood this weekend to, to just get an even, like, I, I don't want to say a better gift, but it was just as good a gift from Ruben Diaz, the aforementioned Ruben Diaz, who must have been thinking about his girlfriend. Um, passes the, I mean, I thought it was, look, basically it was a through ball. It wasn't even a through ball. It was a ball just mm -hmm. kicked up by Bolinas. Ruben Diaz is, is all over it. He he's has got, a guy, he's got control of the play. He's got a guy behind him who's chasing him down, and he could just boot it out of bounds or tap it out of bounds which would have been the easier play. He tries to touch it back with the outside of his foot with the tres dedos into Vlacodimos. Does not weigh the pass correctly. Practically puts Kikas on a breakaway. It just tucks it around. I mean, it, it was an absolute amateur, amateur. Both goals. It was amateur. I think that will be on the Benfica bloopers for the rest of our lifetime yeah. on the blooper reel. I, I don't know which one is worth worse. The to pass, me, the Blanco Dimas. But, uh, the pass the by Ruben Diaz or the fact that we uh, got scored on by a guy named Kikish. <laughs> hey, look, that was a hell of a finish from him. He no, it sure was. He it really taken was. taken it deeper and he, he chose to, to shoot it from outside the box. I mean, granted, Blanco Dimas hugged the near post and gave him the all. I mean, look, and he still had to get it there and he did. But it, it was just it was just atrocious from Benfica. When you come in to a game like that, you know you lose in, in Zagreb, all right? After, a, as I mentioned before, such a high-intensity game. Then you lose, and, and, and it kind of like, in a way, I, it, it, 
I was looking at the Campeonato. I was looking at Benfica standing, and I was like, you know what? Maybe this wasn't such a bad thing to lose at the at, at, at Zagreb because now it's going to wake the team up, and they know that they can't lose these this next game against Bonis like they did in the first half. They go and beat Porto at home. Then they go on the road to, to, to Jamor and they lose. So maybe that was the game in between because, as I mentioned, I keep mentioning over and over and over, when you go into a game like Porto, the intensity, everything is just is multiple a thousand. And so you knew that they were going to come down a little bit. And I said, okay, maybe, you know, this loss is going to wake these guys up against Bonis. The first half did not reflect that. But then the second half, 2 nothing, And then it was just, I mean, those yeah. are mistakes that if you see a high school here in New Jersey do it, you just... Let's hear what let's hear what Dave has to say about this. Oh, yeah, Canada, they're definitely doing that in Canada. <laughs> well, yeah, we just ah. barely got the snow off the grass, but uh, uh, we uh, it was just put me in a, such a sour mood yesterday after seeing how we we lost that game, and it felt like a loss because we we drew, we ended up saving a point out of it, but we had three points in the bag, and we gifted them uh, two goals that cost us two points. And it is concerning because this same thing happened in the first half of the season where we beat Porto one nothing at home and we are on such a high. And then we followed that up with three straight losses. Now, we, mind you, we haven't lost three uh, here, one loss in Croatia and one draw at home. But um, it, it's, it's very disappointing. But overall, I don't think I think those are two just individual mistakes. I don't think that's a reflection on how no. poorly the team played yesterday. So we got to keep that in mind because trust me, I'm frustrated as as um, as anyone here is, but we got to keep in mind that this was two individual mistakes. It was not a reflection on how how poorly the team played because the team played the team had control of the game and when they went up to nothing, if it wasn't for those two mistakes, they probably were going to score another one or at least control the rest of that game. But uh, yeah, two individual mistakes and it costs us two points. I mean, yo, this could be the difference in clinching the winning the title. I should say not clinching it, winning the title, losing the title. You're talking about Benfica dropped five points of a possible six to Bluness. Think about it. they win both of those games or 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 just win that one. You're two points back up on Porto. That's a five point. They they could have had a five point lead over Porto at this point, which pretty much in the Portuguese league at this point, with nine games to go, Benfica's got to go to Braga. And I know this weekend's game coming up and against Mourinho is not a walk in the park, but Benfica should win all these games. It, it would have been a wrap. Five points to go with nine games to go. I know you still have to play the games. I get it, but in the Portuguese league. Yada yada yada. Yeah, I just I just think this was a huge opportunity missed. Yeah, by the I I think so too, and I hope that uh, at the end of the season we're not looking back at this uh, result in this game as as the one game that uh, that made us come up short. To look, you had the two point advantage over Porto, which was a nice cushion, which would have allowed you uh, to to a tie later go, on. Go go to Moreirense and tie tie it up. Uh-huh. Go to uh, the Pedreira and tie it up, and still have that cushion. Now you have no cushion. Same points, but uh, add on the head to head. I will say this. I will say this because I I wanted to mention this and I did not. I'm not trying to sound sour, like sour apples here, guys. Okay, Benfica had this game in the bag. Benfica has no one to blame but themselves. No, for no. losing for losing the three points and only coming away with one. Absolutely not. But, but, if a Benfica if a wants to cry to me about two, possibly three penalties that could have been Schess called our man. way. Schess. I'm just, you can't guess when sporting, you breathe on a guy and it's a penalty. I'm just, I'm just saying, look, if it was the other way that's around, such a bigger, that's such a bigger issue. That's not even like a Benfica fine. issue. That's just, a it, bigger it issue. It could have easily overall. been 5-0. 
with two, three penalties. Juan Felix is in the six. I don't know what the hell he's trying to do in trapping the ball rather than just one time and it on goal. I think it was harder to trap than it was to one time and on goal. Benfica did have opportunities. Rafa, it wasn't the greatest of first halves, but Benfica could have could have had a much bigger result here. But it's really disappointing to have the three points in the bag at home and giving up the game and giving up the lead in the manner that they did with juvenile mistakes. Yeah. That was hard to accept. Benfica has nothing, uh, has no one to blame but themselves for for this loss. And look, uh, my take is on Vlakodimos. Yeah, it's it's a huge pitu, uh, but let's not forget that uh, he's kept us in a lot of games. So you know, those things will happen from time to time. Let's not hope that it it happens with the frequency that Roberto used to have. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's a lesson learned for a young goalkeeper. He's only 24 years old. That's very young for a goalkeeper. Uh, and you learn. You you never give up on a ball uh, and control it with your eyes. You always chase it. I mean, I've seen Varela dive three feet past the post just to cover a ball. If that so, was Varela, we would have crucified him. Yeah, right? that, that, you know, Dave, I've been sitting here, I've been holding my tongue because I'm like, I was gonna ask him how many, how many, you know, positive drinks did he have? You know, because he's missed the positivity today. He came in full of positivity. No, today. look, you're I, very look. I, I mean, to me, it's unacceptable. It's an that you're a Benfica goalkeeper. You give up a goal like that. That's childish. If Varela did that, you'd be calling it. for his head. I get if it. If Svilar did that, you'd be calling. You'd be talking about playing him on a B team. I, I get it. So now don't tell me it's okay. He's 24. You're not 24. Ruben is 21. You're playing at Benfica. You have a responsibility to, to, to be perfect on every single play. I don't care. That's what I expect of you. I Look, well, I get it. I get it, but mistakes to her is human. Not mistakes like that. No, no, I understand. That was an amateur. The again, the severity of the mistake. Dave said it, and I've been biting my tongue. If, if Varela did that, Varela's pitu against Boavista was nowhere near that. Until this day, you have not let go of that. And majority of Benfica says, I know. Cost us Well, how do you know this doesn't cost us a championship? I don't. But this was. I hope not. This made that Varela pitu look like, okay, that's a mistake. It happened. This was worse. Look, I, I, yes, okay. I, I realize that, and I, I agree just, with you. This is poo is twenty four. But no, no, no. I'm not unacceptable. It. I'm not poo pooing it. I'm saying that. Look. Uh, Keepers are going to make mistakes every now and again. It's unacceptable at the level that he's playing and for the team that he's playing. I get that. But mistakes are going to happen. You can't crucify a guy. You can't put a guy on the B team just oh, because he made a mistake. That. I'm not saying to I, do that. I get the severity of the mistake, and I understand that the, the, the mistake was costly to us. But I think that overall, I thought that Bifika should have done better in this game to win the game. Uh, so, yeah, the, the two individual mistakes did cost us the two points. Uh, but I think that uh, that overall, Bifika should have done more. Okay. Uh, especially in the first half to, to win this game. And I'm not saying to, to bench the guy. I'm not calling for his head. But just to say, you know, he's young. It's To me, young is nothing but, a, but you know, age is nothing but a number. Yeah. No, but you're, they, you're, not calling, you're not calling to bench uh, Vlacodimos. But how about uh, Ruben Diaz with Jardel now uh, supposedly epa. coming up healthy? Do we give uh, Ruben Diaz? Shall we? Do we make him accountable? Well, Ruben might need. Look, it might do Ruben good to sit to I sit again. So to sit, I'm not saying to do it, but it might do him good to sit again. And I'm, not, not, I'm not saying to bench him for the rest of the season either, but a game or two, make him yeah, uh, breather. Yeah. The guy's uh, played a lot of minutes. It's it's Vlaco Dimas who's played every single minute, and then it's Andrea Almeida and Ruben are the two guys that have, that have featured the most. And so it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt him. It wouldn't harm uh, harm the guy 
to to sit on the sidelines and watch a game, especially if you have uh, a, a well, and that's the thing, a, 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 a guy that's fit, a fit Jardel, you have an informed. What if you don't? Federal, well, he said if you do, that was his question. If, if you, you have do, a guy, if you have a backup. If you have Jardel, Jardel's 100%. That's what he was asking. I don't know if he's 100%. Dave's not saying take him out of there and put Alfredo Fumas as a center back. He's saying if Jardel was 100% and ready to go, would you, would it be good to sit I, uh, a Ruben Diaz for a game or two? And I think I agree. one game, yes, if you have a fit Jardel. Yeah, if you have a fit I don't want to see Samaris and Ferro there and you have a fit Diaz in the stands. Yeah, but uh, quite a few. Uh, you you put up some some numbers here uh, against Bulnish, uh, Dave. Let, let's start with the uh, with the seven Portuguese uh, starting eleven. So the first time uh, since two thousand and seven that uh, Benfica started uh, seven Portuguese in the starting eleven with Almeida, Ruben Dias, Ferro, Florentino, Pizzi, Rafa, and uh, João Felix. Um, and we've talked about the wasted opportunities. We had 23 shots on targets, uh, but only two, or sorry, 23 shots in total. Only two were on tar target, 16 off target, and five were blocked. Uh, so, uh, as we said, very well organized defense uh, back there. So, no real uh, chances for us there. Here's a question for both of you guys. More questions? I, I love, you know me, I, I, I keep going. Um, did Benfica miss? Sferovic, Sferovic, or Gabriel more in this game? Obviously, one's out for suspension. Yeah, no other choice. The other one's injured. But who did Benfica miss more in this game? Gabriel. David. I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up. I was not impressed with Jonas and João Felix up top. I, I feel like they are the, the similar type of uh, attacker, and they they occupied the same uh, space. Whenever I would see them up front, they were very similar, if not on top of each other. Uh, so. I know we've been clamoring on this podcast for Jonas getting his minutes back, but uh, I was not impressed with uh, I'm, the way they played up top there. I'm going to tell you why I think Gabriel was uh, a bigger miss than uh, Seferovic, because uh, you have a, a, a midfield pairing in uh, Florentino and Samaris, right? So Florentino is a guy, is it, Mr. Cleanup. He cleans up, uh, recuperates the ball, uh, makes a tackle, and hands and gives the ball up to to for play to start right. So he's not a playmaker. Samadi is not a playmaker either. He's also a guy that destroys. So I think that when you have Gabriel in there, you have a guy with uh, the passing range. You have the guy that could break up play. He's that can make the passes between, right. So between he, the lines, absolutely. He's, he's not the the Jenga guy. The classic 10 playmaker but he's a guy that could pick out a pass that can make cross field passes when Benfica needs to come out of a pressure situation and with a single pass he alleviates all types of pressures yeah. the guy could but connect both lines he's spectacular I think Gabriel is a player that's growing with each minute that he plays at Benfica and for those of you uh, that are not very happy or aren't fans of him possibly featuring for the Portuguese national team he keeps playing this way no, uh, I, I, well, I can't give my opinion. You can, yeah. Okay. Uh, he keeps playing this way. Your wishes might, uh, or my wish, I should say, might might turn into a reality sooner rather than later. But yeah, Gabriel's phenomenal. I think Sferovic is phenomenal. I just don't think Sferovic has a quarter of the ability of a Jonas in front of net. Um, no. I, look, I think Jonas and 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 Felix 
as you said, Dave, they do occupy a lot of the same spaces, but I'm, I'm a firm believer. I'm old school, man. To me, you can never have enough good players and good players will always figure it out how to play side by side. And, if, you know, it, I, I just think that this was one of those games that you have to tip your cap to the opposition. I thought the Lens did a, they were very compact. They did a good job uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And so look, you can't just go based off of one game and tell me, you know, Jonas and Felix, it's not going to work. At the end of the day, Jonas did score. You got on the score sheet, right? I mean, so yeah. it did work to some extent, and it would have worked hadn't we seen those those two disasters, those 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 those, those childish mistakes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just just to just to bring it back about the Gabriel and uh, Samadis and uh, Florentino not being those the same type of player, but uh, if anything, then that's a that's on Bruno Lage because Jetson is more of a, a creative player in that same position. Then, so if we wanted to have Samadis back there as the destroyer and have Flor- um, Jetson, sorry, play more of the creative and, and push forward then that would have given us uh, some more creativity rather than having two uh, so-called destroyers uh, occupying the the center midfield there. Uh, no, I'm get, with you. I'm that. with you. But I think Jetson did not have it. And I love Jetson. That's my man, Jetson. Um, he did not have a very good game in Zagreb. And I think a lot of that had to do uh, with the reasoning why he didn't play this week. I think you came in with two guys. You were able to let Rafa roam around more freely, peasy roam around because you had the Samaris of the Worlds and you had the Florentinos who were going to clamp down the middle. I think he gave, you know, you knew you're not going to apply the pressure and defensively you're not going to be as as good as you are with a Svetovic when you have a Jonas in there. So I think a lot of that came into the decision-making. I think that they just wanted to make sure they were able to contain this on a counterattack, which they did for the most part. Um, I think he got that right. But, I mean, at the same time, I Look, I, I can't say you're wrong when, when you know, to question Lodge whether putting in a player was more who has characteristics of going forward a lot more and could build play, to, you know, could build play a lot better than both of those guys. I think it's also, you know, a fair question to be made. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's uh, that's done. So uh, as Cristiano mentioned, five points dropped to Bulnins, uh this uh, this this season, which is uh, which is a lot. Uh, it was like the Stubel a couple of seasons back. You remember that, Cristiano? Um, but yeah, so that that's that's done and, and dusted, and, and uh, the Bulnins players celebrated in the locker room like they had just uh, won something. Maybe it was a Malita. But anyway, they're just celebrating the new logo. Nah, you guys, guys, you have to <laughs> the new logo. Yeah, which yeah, whatever. But listen, I was gonna get, but you look. Their head coach is, is a Porto guy, guy that played at Porto. Obviously played at Bolinense a lot of time, a lot of years. But Silas also has his Porto uh, connections, his links to Porto. And oh, bro, you know what it is. If you're not Benfica, you're an anti, and maybe that's bred inside the, the 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 locker room. And anytime you beat a Benfica, at the start of the lose, or it wasn't a defeat. This was a draw. But again, to go the two games in the Campeonato, not to lose to a Benfica, get a tie, and you get a win. It's it's reason to celebrate, guys. Look, it's I think it's uh, reason to celebrate that for for the turmoil that the, the club has had this uh, season. I'm talking about uh, Bolnitz with uh, with the dispute with the South and the club. 
with uh, basically losing uh, 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 Blaine as their their home grounds and having to hop around. I don't feel sorry for them because that was a self inflicted wound. Look, look, they've they've been they've been through a lot this season, so I think that perhaps uh, victories like this, if you call it a victory, is a victory for them. Uh, I think that uh, are things that they celebrate because they they've been uh, against the uh, the odds to find some uh, consistency and some some security uh, and uh, and a home really. So. Uh, but that's that's neither here nor there. So let's turn our attention now to the second leg of the Europa League uh, game against Zagreb. Cristiano, I guess uh, we could start with you. Would would you make any changes on Thursday, uh, considering you got a very very tough game in Moreira Konings on Sunday? Yes, I might hold uh, Jonas out. Um, you know, obviously, you guys know how I feel about Jonas. I Didn't love you the say guy. that before? Yes, but I would I would. I would hold him out because I don't think he could play three games in a, in a week, uh, at least not yet. And this is where shipping off two strikers and the, the he, uh, what's his name, uh, Car- Car- Castillo and uh, Ferreira. Ferreira and Castillo. I mean, right now, I mean, you don't have many alternatives. Hey, you got according to Laj, you got uh, Jota, you got uh, Rafa. Again, in a game that Benfica needs to win again. Depends how seriously they're taking this competition. The game that Bifiga needs to win, you're going to go in there with two 19-year-old strikers. It's not the best advice. I mean, it could possibly work, but it's not the ideal situation. You like to get some guys with, with you know, some veterans who, who have played in this competition who know what it takes to to overturn a, a one nothing deficit. Jose uh, Gomes. You got Jose Gomes in the beat. Jose Gomes is behind <laughs> Spajonique. Sponge. Sponge. So, yeah, Sponge. Whatever. He's behind them. So, um, we'll see what happens. I wish... Benfica would have had other alternatives, but right now I just don't see where you're going to play Jonas Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah, no, I don't um, see that. You save him for Moreira Conex. Yeah, yeah you save him for Moreira but at the same time, you want to win this game. So Yeah, uh, and look, I I think that uh, Jota can play on the left-hand side. I think that Rafa could slot behind uh, behind uh, Jean Felix. Felix he, he, but I've seen always... Jean Felix play as a lone forward in the B team. B team, different. Doesn't different matter. Com- okay. It's uh, it's territories that he's used to. Uh, he's going to be a lot more mobile. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be stuck between the two uh, uh, center backs. But, uh, it, it, you know, uh, having Rafa, I'm just concerned about Rafa, man, because he, he puts himself in a lot of uh, good uh, chances and he ends up wasting. Look, it. he's getting better. He's getting better. <laughs> At this point he's, last year, we're saying a guy can score. He was 0 for house. 10. Now he's 1 for 10. He's getting better. Uh, but anyway, I. I Dave, what are your thoughts on this Zagreb? Do you think that we could turn this around? We could definitely turn this around, right? We have the ability. But are you concerned that the rotation might hinder us? Yeah, it's the way that Bruno Lage has been treating this tournament, right? He's been using it as a tournament to rest and get some new players in there. So we're going to see how serious Benfica is about going forward in this tournament and what players Bruno Lage decides to start on on Thursday. Um, just a question for both of you. When do we start uh, becoming concerned about um, rest for Juan Felix too? Because he's played as many matches as uh, Seferovic uh, up top there too, and if not more. So when do we start uh, con- being concerned for you him? You don't have that luxury at the moment. Mm. With the injury to Seferovic, you're already struggling to find the second guy to play up top with the if you're going to play in a four two in a four four two that is you're going to struggle to find the second guy to play alongside Juan Felix right now you might have to go with with as we mentioned before another 19 year old in, in Jota 
it, it's it's just I mean because I don't I honestly don't think Jonas is going to play. I no, I, I don't. And if think he does, so. he doesn't play Sunday. The yeah. only way Jonas plays Thursday, guys, is if they will indeed play Sferovic on Sunday. That's the only yeah, way Jonas if they, plays. If they're sure that they're going to play Sferovic yes. on Sunday, that will then, tell yeah. you a lot. If Jonas plays on Thursday, I think that tells you that Sferovic will be available for Sunday. Yeah. Now it's uh, it, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky, and I I think that Jean Felix's uh, issue is is a different issue, not so much tiring. Yes, you're seeing a guy now in the 75th minute, 80th minute that he's absolutely spent uh every game that we see him but i think that this problem is another one and we'll address that Cristiano and i will address that on uh, our new uh video show on youtube time added on for benfica independent so make sure that you guys are catching that this we'll be recording our third episode this uh this week so make sure you catch that it's a, a shameless plug there for ourselves there uh Cristiano. good job Alfredo. uh so uh yeah so i think that you have to approach this this game with with seriousness. I think that Benfica, uh, even a, a rotated Benfica, but not too rotated, is capable of beating this uh, Zagreb team. Uh, they're going to be without uh, two of their important uh, players, Leovac and Sunjic, uh, who uh, picked up yellow cards in the first leg and will not play at Stade Luz. Two important losses for Zagreb. But look, Zagreb is is coming to uh, Stade Luz. They're a team that uh, that likes to defend well and attack uh, on a counter. Uh, so we'll we'll just uh, we'll just have to see. But uh, they're coming to defend their result for sure. But I think that uh, if they, if they're any if they're smart, they're watching the Bulnins uh, video or film, and they're really they're replicating some of what Bulnins did against uh, Benfica this past uh, this past uh, Monday. And also, it's it's an opportunity for Benfica to correct if. If Zagreb will play like Bulnins, it's an opportunity for Benfica to correct uh, what they did wrong against Bulnins as far as uh, how they went about breaking down uh, the Bulnins defense and to really uh, correct those mistakes and, and to make themselves better and not give up uh, penalties and, and childish uh, goals. Uh, if you will. So this Thursday, uh, I don't have the time in front of me. So this Thursday will be uh, four, four, four o'clock, p.m. Eastern. four p.m. Four p.m. Eastern. Four p.m. Eastern. Obviously, the the time has changed here in the uh, in the North American uh, continent, uh, not in Portugal yet. So we're four hours uh, apart. But uh, yeah, so Thursday, no, we're six hours apart. Four now. four hours. Non digas bobzeres. Oh, we went up instead of backwards. Spring forward, yes. fall back. We went up instead of backwards. Já ia... Tá seis horas. Já ia seis horas. Pois, papai de cinco, quando a gente vai para trás, vão de cinco para seis. Vai para trás. Então a gente vai para trás. Vai para frente. Uh, I made a mistake. I have my calculations wrong. <laughs> you made a mistake. Vais para o B-team. Uh, you don't mention the other guys, but me e Lopo B-team. Já estou a ver. Which podcast you send me? So to? so anyway, uh, Morenense uh, is up this weekend, Sunday, and I'm, I'm surprised that... Uh, I guess it has to do with the international break that Benfica didn't push this game until Monday. Up until this point, they had been playing on Mondays whenever they played on Thursdays. Uh, but the game will take place Sunday, uh, 5.30 local at uh, in Moreira de Conage. Dave, what's Moreirense up to this season? There have been the Cinderella story of the league so far. Uh, they're currently in fifth with uh, 42 points, 13 wins, uh, three draws and nine losses. Uh, kind of an even goal score, so 34. 1-4 and 30 against, so just uh, plus one on the goal, uh, plus minus. But uh, yeah, they've uh, been a, a strong team this year, and uh, they've already beaten us 3-1 uh, at the Stade de Luz, and that's a game that uh, Jonas takes us and scores uh, right at the beginning, and another game where we think that uh, we can control the pace, and they go and 
put another three behind us before the first half is over. So this team has been uh, scary and uh, we can't take them lightly because they've already taken points away from uh, Porto. Um, though this past weekend they lost to Meritimu uh, 3-2. So... Uh, yep. Not to be taken lightly, though, Morinense. Yeah, definitely Morinense has been having a great season so far. Uh, Heriberto, and, uh, who is on Befica loan in Chiquinho. He will not play. Who, Heriberto won't play. But Chiquinho, who was uh, transferred on a permanent to uh, Morinense. What's an option to buy? He's been, uh, he's been a sensation, uh, sensational uh, player. But the, the thing that impresses me the most about Morinense is that they've only allowed uh, nine goals at home. That is the third best defense at home in the Liga Nage, uh championship. So uh, Befica will no doubt will have uh, a lot of issues up there in, in Moreira de Konings, uh, especially because of uh, what we've seen from Moreira's so far. Cristiano, what are you expecting? Another tough game? Uh, here's the thing. Does Benfica wash face against Zagreb and hope to build up on a momentum to Moreira uh, Yeah, that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. But again, it, a lot of it has to do with, which we don't know right now, has to do with what lineup Benfica will feature on Thursday, has to do with who's healthy on, on, on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, Benfica has an opportunity here to 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 turn another result, a negative result from the first half. At the side, they lose very similar to what we just talked about with the whole Bolinense scenario here, losing 3-1 on the, uh, at home at the time. Except Bolinense won at, at their home. You get my drift. Um, at the Jamor, yes. So Benfica has to not just go over there and play a good game and and obviously start playing large ball once again, but they need to come out of there with a positive result, come out of there with the three points because, as we mentioned before, dropping the two-point lead off the with Porto gives you no leeway right now yeah. to go ahead and drop points on the road. And this is why this past game at home against Bolinense, so you think you're going to win at home, you were able to drop points like that. It's very devastating. So now I think the pressure will be squarely on Benfica. They have no room for error. Uh, but again, let's just see how Benfica make it through on Sunday before we even, I mean, on Thursday, before we even start talking about Sunday, because we don't know who's going to be available at the time or not. Yeah. One game at a time, as Mr. Laj likes to say. Uh, so, but nonetheless, uh, two uh, tough fixtures for Benfica, uh, especially after coming uh off the week that uh, we have just come from. So we'll just have to see. Uh, we will then break for international break, and Benfica's next game will be against Tondela at home on the 31st of March. Last day of March, Benfica will uh, host Tondela at home. At Tondela. That's a school Tondela. <laughs> I, I still can't tell that joke. But the, the regular listeners will let's know hope, what I'm Let's about. hope that uh, Tondela will dance to our rhythm and, yeah. and not us or Tondela. Or Tondelos. Exactly. So that's all we got, Dave. Uh, any parting words? No, we got to stick together. You know, I know we're all disappointed about yesterday's results, but now is not the time to be uh, pointing f blame on one another and going after players' girlfriends on Instagram. Let's be stronger than that <laughs> no, and smarter than that. Somebody just sent me a picture of Ivy April, whatever she, her she's name hot. is. She's a portista? She had a Porto shirt on with her name in the back of it. She's all smiling. I mean, I have the evidence. She's, she's a singer and an actress. I have the evidence. Look, the evidence right here. April Ivy. Yeah, pode ser, pode. Hey, no, no, Ruben Diaz. She canta very good. Hepa. This guy's show. I don't understand him in Portuguese. That's what you said, right? In Italian. There's no shame, right? Que cazzo. <laughs> That's what it is, Dave. What? What? What does it mean? What you said? Don't think Vergonya. No, she can't very good. 
She can't very good. I, I thought he was speaking. Oh, she can't very good. I thought he was speaking Italian. <laughs> I, I thought that's Portuguese. <laughs> I, I, said, I don't understand him after that. English. She can't very good. Yeah. She can't very good. I thought you said uh, nothing vergonha. Portuguese or she has no shame. Here I am thinking you speak Italian, Alfredo. You just I, I you thought that just spoke Italian too. You should have just rolled with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna re uh, ask for my money back on that Rosetta Stone for sure. Anyway. Uh, that's all we got. Uh, so uh, next week we'll be back. We'll be. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to my man Bruno Varos, who's in the building today, watching us here live. Yeah, Br uh, Bruno's here. We'll get him involved one of these weeks. He'll come on with us and give us his thoughts on Benfica. Uh, today he's still in uh, preseason form. <laughs> we got to get him up to to the main squad. So he'll he'll be up. Uh, we'll promote him at some point throughout the Watch season. Watch out, though. He might take your spot. You know that right. he's mistakes. That's fine. Hey, Dave. A lot of men have tried, and a lot of men have failed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, great to have uh, Bruno here watching us as we uh, as we do our thing. Uh, so, anyway, next week we'll be back. We'll break down the Zagreb game. We'll also break down the Morenes game, and uh, we'll probably uh, talk about some stuff. Uh, it'll be international break, but uh, probably not much. We're not going to uh, preview the Mure the the Tondela. But anyway. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure. Maybe we'll talk about Ronaldo's performance today in the hat trick. Jesus. Yeah, we'll talk about Tinha that. Cristiano, I should say. Cristiano. All right. Everybody. Peace. Arrivederci. Stay positive. Stay strong. And, and Forza Benfica. Forza Benfica. Bro. Later.